brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Broadcasting live. Good afternoon or good evening, whatever time you're tuning in. Blockhead Nation, I thank you for stopping by the podcast once again. You are listening to your favorite Blockhead. The only podcast in the podcasting world that can somehow incorporate the Peanuts comic strip one minute and then be talking about MMA and warriors inside the octagon the next. I am your host. My name is Brian Little. And if you happen to be new to this podcast, three things are talked about on this show. Number one, God is King. Number two, Peanuts is the single most successful comic strip in American history. And three, mixed martial arts is the greatest sport under God's hot sun. You can take some of that as tongue-in-cheek. You can take that as reality. But when you're over here, Blockhead Nation, that's a guarantee you're going to hear all of those topics in this show. Technically, this is society and culture. Technically, a lot of y'all are brand new to the show. Somehow, my downloads are starting to skyrocket. I think it's because the TikTok communities come over here, so I'm impressed with what you've done, Blockhead Nation. You really have come through for this little content creator over here south of Dallas, Texas. So I appreciate you guys. Once again, I'm going to remind you that all the links for today's show are in yourfavoriteblockhead.com slash blog. You can go to the description of this show, whether you're in Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, wherever you're listening in, you can see the link for the blog. All the links are there for you to access and also once again i'm in the blockhead mansion in the living room amongst four dogs and so maybe the content will be somewhat able to digest there might be some issues with audio quality i apologize up front but it's the best that we can do but i'm going to ask you to start off with this episode how was your halloween i i say that with some sarcasm and some sour grapes just because i know some of you are looking at me going yeah Another year has gone by, Blockhead Nation. You didn't see the Great Pumpkin, did you? No, I could not confirm that I spotted him. I did look at my Great Pumpkin tracker on my phone, just like they have the Santa tracker that follows radar, and I'm not having any luck whatsoever. The Great Pumpkin, I want to believe he took flight, but I'm certainly not sure where. And what geolocation we're talking about. But either way, uh, we'll, we'll stick around for next year and see how that plays out. Because we are great pumpkin believers over here at the Blockhead Mansion. And I would hope you would be too. 
as, you know, being number two, he's got to try harder. But I, that's just where we stand. And in the past, we had some times that we would do trunk or treat. I know I've, some of you have heard this story before, but in case you're new to the show, there were times that the little red-haired girl and myself would be doing trunk or treat for our church. And we would have games. I would play Charlie Brown. She would be Snoopy. That's normally the costumes that we wear. This year we weren't able to because my mother-in-law being in rehab. But, you know, just to kind of catch all up, keep the prayers coming. We'd appreciate that. But I've shared this story before that there was a little boy that came over and did the games for our trunk or treat. And we were handing him candy. And I made the comment, hoping that he would know what I was discussing. He gets his bag and I say, there you go. You looks like you got a nice little load there. You did a lot better than I did this year for Halloween. I went trick-or-treating. All I got was a bag full of rocks. And Blockhead Nation, I kid you not, this kid looked up at me with the most hangdog look on his face like I've never seen before. He thought I was serious. He was not familiar with the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Parents, you have dropped the ball if your kid doesn't know about the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. You gotta do better. But he thought I was sincerely telling him that I had gone to all these houses and everyone I got was a bag full of rocks. I think that is a meme or an emoji or something going on through the world of social media and these kids don't even know that that's a reference to the peanuts. You've got to do better. If you take that criticism as too harsh, well, I don't know what to tell you. But this kid didn't know what I meant. He tried to give me candy out of his bag and try to make me feel better. He literally thought that I always got a bag full of rocks, which isn't true. But that's going back to Charlie Brown and the Peanuts and the Great Pumpkin. At the brick wall, Charlie Brown is saying he got a bag full of rocks and he assumed Lyas spent all night in the pumpkin patch. And certainly the Great Pumpkin didn't show up. Well, here we are. It's 2023. We haven't got a spying of him yet. Just like we're waiting on Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, to finally reveal herself, the Great Pumpkin at some point will emerge, and by golly, Blockhead will be there. Somehow, some way. But on a lighter note, even though I normally talk about the peanuts in this section, I have to bring up something sports-related. Since I live south of Dallas, outside of the Arlington area, we can honestly say that for the first time in 63 years of the franchise that the Texas Rangers are the World Series champs. I have to tip my hat to that one. As a baseball manager, they've certainly done better than Charlie Brown ever did. So I can just say we've had our celebration. We had our big moment. I had some people tell me it would be nice if we can bring it to game six and win it in Arlington. And I'm going, no, don't jinx that. Let them finish it on the road. We do better on away games. Let them finish it. We'll have the celebration when they come back. And sure enough, that's what happened. So I'm definitely acknowledging and shouting out my Texas Rangers for an awesome season, for a season that certainly didn't portray that we belonged there. But certainly Rocky Balboa has knocked out Ivan Drago, or if you want to talk about clubber Lang, whichever one you would consider the Diamondbacks to be, or even the Houston Astros. This is just a big deal. So since this is a society and culture podcast, Might as well acknowledge that, correct? And when it comes to now that Halloween's over, it's Christmas. 
some of you are already annoyed. Some of y'all understand the reference I'm giving now. November is a time for Christmas music. No, it's a time for commercialization. The commercialization of Christmas has already begun. It's already been happening in Walmart. It's been happening in all of your stores. The merchandise for Texas Rangers is flying off the shelves in places like Academy and Dick's Sporting Goods. But this is where it all begins. We talk about that in the Christmas episode with Charlie Brown. This is one pageant that's not going to be commercial. Well, as you know, Christmas is a big commercial racket. (laughs) It's already begun in the month of November. It's not just the music. It's the consumerism. It's already there. And some of you are guilty of this just as I am. But I wanted to make sure I acknowledge this. That it's already begun, that we're expecting more Christmas lights to go up and more music on the radio and a lot more of the most wonderful time of the year to empty your pockets to go and get those feel-good moments that will last 15 seconds on Christmas Day two months from now. Certainly harvest time for the businesses that you're going to be contributing to. I hope you hear it in my voice. It's not that I don't enjoy the holidays. I happen to love them. But we all know that this is a big bite of the sandwich that we have to take together. And Charlie Brown knew that back in the 60s. Charles Schultz knew that intuitively for so long. He wouldn't have put it in the comic strip if it wasn't true. And as I make sure I wrap up this part on part one, I know normally I save mixed martial arts for this. So I've talked about getting a bag full of rocks. That happens every year. Great pumpkin. Didn't spot him this year. We got the Rangers in the World Series. Champions of the World Series. And we got the commercialization at Christmas that has already begun in the month of November. But I have to bring something up. You guys know of that guy named Mark Zuckerberg? You know that guy? Apparently he was going to start training for an MMA bout with one and only Elon Musk. who was supposed to be Facebook or Metaverse versus Twitter inside of the cage. Well, I don't know if you saw the update, but uh, he happens to be dealing with an ACL injury. So we can definitely agree that the postponement of these two gladiators, I use that term very loosely, these keyboard warriors who are going to be delaying this even longer, this three-ring circus, including whatever referee gets locked into the cage with these two buffoons. Did you even remember that? Did you even know that Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk were supposed to fight? (laughs) I totally forgot about that until I saw the update on his injury. I don't not wish him a a speedy recovery. I just enjoy the fact that we have pumped the brakes on this nonsense early in the year. So I guess you can say that Blockhead got an early Christmas gift. That this is not going to be a reality in the world of MMA, at least in 2023 or maybe late 2024. But we have some major diamonds in the rough coming up with the world of mixed martial arts we can speak of on the second half of this show. Scripture reading for this 
podcast comes from John chapter 14, verses 2 through 3. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. Reflection from Blue Lair Bible shows that this is an amazing promise right now that Christ is preparing a heavenly place for us. The graciousness of our God for not allowing us into heaven but giving us our own place. One that Jesus himself is creating. That when our time on earth is done, he's going to come and take us home. So I always want to make sure on part two that I'm sharing the truth of you blockhead nation. God is king. The Prince of Peace, our Lord and Savior, is preparing an eternal home for you. And one day you'll inherit those keys to the kingdom when we graduate. As we get into the world of mixed martial arts, we have a main event tonight in Brazil, Almeida versus Lewis. Well, I guess it's one of those he had to go clear up some things first. Because as I read this correctly, I think this was The Athletic that sent me the update that Derek Lewis had to go pay a fine at the Brazilian Municipal Court for speeding over 120, 130 miles per hour. So before he ever stepped in the cage, he's got to go deal with a speeding ticket. I'm sure that might be in his post-fight interview. It'd be something to think about. I guess that's kind of small potatoes as he has got an uphill battle against a guy that's only been touched in the last five fights twice. Which, ultimately, that's all Derek Lewis needs, is to be able to touch you once on the chin. And you can even confirm that with his last fight with Rogério de Lima, because if you remember, Derek Lewis had a moment that we just weren't expecting. This guy is, you have to expect the unexpected with Derek Lewis, but when it comes to him doing a flying knee and finishing the job against a heavyweight in about 13 or so seconds... DeLima even made the comment about the flying knee from UFC 291 where he said, my teeth are all loose. That's kind of a rough spot to be in. He's saying that I can't eat properly. It's been a hard moment for him moving forward from this fight. So Lewis, as explosive as he is, as the most decorated finisher in UFC history, the most knockouts of all time, this is still an accolade. Well, we will see what he's going to dish out tonight since he's clearly able to surpass an over 100-mile-an-hour speeding ticket and the Brazilian municipal court's going to just let him pay it and look the other way. (laughs) We're going to have to see where he goes, if he even acknowledges that, with his post-interview, granted, if he wins the fight. So I'm, I'm still expecting Lewis to pull this one out unless it ends up in a bad position for him as far as the Brazilian jiu-jitsu working against him and against a hostile Brazilian crowd, which I believe he's probably already won over at this point. But is there anything else about the arena in Brazil tonight? Yes, there is. Sometimes you've got to know your history to be updated on why these buildings matter so much. And I was reminded of this by none other than Dan Thomas who was sharing his favorite moments from Brazil 
And if we just go back a few years, somebody's career really took off in one of the co-main event fights. In 2017, this man won in desirable fashion and then began to berate and belittle the Brazilians on the microphone. Can you guess who I'm talking about? If you are a devout MMA fan. If you're not, I can give you a cheat sheet and tell you you can look at December's main event in Las Vegas. Main event is going to be Leon Edwards versus Chaos Colby Covington. I'm talking about Colby. Colby really started to take off as playing a heel and really playing it exceptionally well, even though he would use snippets and footnotes from other fighters from in the past. If you watch him, he's just not that original. Maybe that's what it is. You love to hate him or you hate to love him. But either way, you can go back to 2017 in Brazil and you can see where it all began to where we have a chance for Colby to be wearing the strap this December to make sure we're there. Now, while that's all been announced, you've also got a main event and a co-main event in UFC Austin. I've already mentioned this on one of my lives I did for an MMA takedown on TikTok. But I'll tell you this. I didn't expect that the co-main between Dan Hooker and Bobby Green was going to go five rounds. Which certainly begs to bring up the argument, could you have done that with the last fight with Hamsat Chemaev? Could you have done that with Usman and Chemaev to be able to have a five-round bout? And my answer is, should you have done that on such late notice? Both Bobby Green and Dan Hooker have had ample time to prepare for five rounds. The only brass ring that we're missing in this fight is simply a BMF strap. Again, me saying that's not going to make that come to fruition. But it just seems like now that we have confirmed both the main event and the co-main event at UFC Austin are now five rounds. Certainly, you are dealing with two of the toughest men in the UFC. One who is on an explosive rise to the top, while another one you cannot overlook, which would be none other than hangman Dan Hooker. Please do not discredit this man until we see what he does with Bobby, maybe possibly for five rounds. So ultimately, I want to make sure that those were brought up about Colby's career really beginning in Brazil, if you want to talk about it from a microphone standpoint. If you want to talk about Derek Lewis certainly tuning in to tonight to see if he's going to acknowledge the speeding ticket or if he is going to ignore that all altogether. And is he going to try another flying knee? I don't know. Maybe that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing, but we certainly have that accolade. And now when we have to look at something else, I don't mean to step out of MMA news and jump into the world of boxing, but as far as I can tell, as far as what the internet what will portray, you do have a moment where Francis Nagano is able to put Tyson Fury on his two butt cheeks. You're able to put him on his two-pack. That's a big deal. Somebody else did that in history, too. 
There was a guy that inspired the Rocky movie, Muhammad Ali versus Chuck Wepner. Now, to be fair, Chuck, with his sloppy footwork, landed a punch simultaneously as he stepped on Ali's foot. And he goes back to his corner, and as history will tell you, he says, I knocked him down. And his cornerman goes, yeah, but I think he's pissed. Quote, unquote. And then we go on to see Ali absolutely wipe the floor with Chuck Webner. But there was still an opportunity that you can say that you can't take away from that he knocked down the champ, but he did not defeat the champ. You've got that with a former MMA fighter, a guy who we don't know if we're going to have anything going on with the PFL anytime soon with Francis Nagano. But as far as what it's showing, and I'm going off of journalists like, uh, how, how far are you going to trust the source of a guy who named David Meltzer, who's a pro wrestler journalist? But just looking at the numbers from all the newsletters, the pay-per-view absolutely bombed. The television pay-per-view for this fight was about 11000 something like that. And it was figured by ESPN Plus that you could expect at least a 56000 figure television pay-per-view buying. It just tells you how much the viewers really want to see MMA fighters in the cage with boxers. Beneficial and quite the contribution to an MMA fighter's pockets. Not so much something that the market will bear a nice amount of revenue. And certainly not a lot of pay-per-view buys. Intriguing? Maybe so. Maybe there comes a point we need to get back to the simple idea of boxers should be boxing and MMA fighters should be in the cage. I certainly want the pay model to be better for these guys, but when you see the crossover to boxing, the biggest benefit is from a financial standpoint. What's it doing for the sport itself? So good for Nagano to get his big moment for his third round. For Tyson to withstand that whole time period to shake off the cobwebs and still be able to win regardless if you feel like he won or didn't. But what is this doing, this crossover to both sports? Does it make you question the divide even more? Can that be problematic? I certainly hope it won't be. I will continue to watch my sport. I will watch my guys put on gloves in the cage and I will see the kicks, I will see the punches, I will see the wrestling, I will see the submission attempts, I will see the stuffing of the takedowns, I will see the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I will certainly pay attention to Sambo and all these other different worlds, a diverse fighter, to see what they really bring. And God bless them for not having anywhere near the paycheck you would get from the dirty money that runs through the veins of Vegas. So I'll give you that for the time being, we got Derek Lewis's fight tonight. We got the pay-per-view coming up next week, Yuri Prohaska versus Alex Perea, and I'll certainly catch you up on that in due time. Thank you so much once again, Blockhead Nation, for tuning into this episode. Continue to listen to the show. Continue to check out the blog. It's always helpful. This has been your favorite Blockhead, and we will be tuning in with you next Saturday. Same Blockhead time, same Blockhead channel.
landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.